What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to go around the conference. This is Auburn's Jabari Smith, a day away from going number one overall in the NBA draft. We'll get you caught up on some recruiting commitments across the conference and some big names heading to the Manning Passing Academy this week. CBS Sports, they rank their best quarterback rooms in the country. I'll tell you why I have an issue with the list. And four teams remain in Omaha, three of them from the SEC. We'll tell you how we got to here with Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. Well, some history will be made. Possibly tomorrow night as uh, Jabari Smith of Auburn expects to hear his name called number one overall in the NBA draft. Bruce Pearl talking on Tuesday was asked when he knew Jabari would be the number one pick in the draft or had that potential. He said, really, it was the UConn game. When I watched him battle three straight nights in the battle for Atlantis, I was like, okay, this one is different here. And the loss to UConn, uh, Smith recorded 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Played in 39 minutes for Auburn. The Orlando Magic have the number one pick in Thursday night's draft. If they don't take him, I got to think the OKC Thunder are going to be running to the podium to take Jabari Smith, number two. But he does expect to go number one overall. In some SEC football news, Brian Harson, his staff, Looking a little bit different this year, saying goodbye to Mike Bobo, the OC, and Derek Mason, the DC, this offseason. He's promoted a couple buddies in Eric Keesaw at offensive coordinator and Jeff Schmetting at defensive coordinator. DB coach Zach S. Etheridge also got a salary bump, but uh, thanks to a public request by AL.com, we now know what those guys will be making. Eric Keesaw, he got a contract for two years at $800,000 a year. Jeff Schmetting, his deal for two years, making a million dollars per year. And Zach Etheridge, uh, he will get an extension, keep him through 2024 with a $600,000 salary this year and $625,000 next year. So about on par with a lot of SEC assistant coaches, but big, big year for Brian Harson that those guys deliver under him and uh, deliver results. Later this week, the Manning Passing Academy will be going on in South Louisiana. And this year, a dozen SEC quarterbacks will be at attendance in Thibodeau, Louisiana. According to On3 Sports, several SEC quarterbacks among the mix in Will Levis from Kentucky, Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, Anthony Richardson from Florida, Will Rogers at Mississippi State, Mike Wright of Vandy, Bryce Young from Alabama, Luke Altmeyer from Ole Miss, not Jackson Dart, Stetson Bennett from Georgia, Miles Brennan from LSU, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, KJ Jefferson from Arkansas, and Max Johnson from Texas A&M. So of the 14 SEC teams, only Auburn and Mizzou will not have a rep at the Manning Passing Academy, but should be some really good stuff. Looking forward to hearing what some of those guys do with some of the campers this weekend down in Louisiana. A quick note from 
SEC on CBS, Jamie Erdahl. She's been on the sidelines for the SEC on CBS since 2018, but she may be leaving soon. Apparently, according to the New York Post, the NFL Network's Good Morning Football show said goodbye to Kay Adams after six years. So they're looking for somebody to pair with Ryan Glasspiegel and Andrew, uh, or rather, uh, the Good Morning uh, Football group up there. And Jamie Erdahl is set to be named the replacement there. So we will see what happens with uh, the CBS Sports Sideline Reporter gig this year. As you remember, she replaced Allie LaForce, who left CBS for Turner Sports. But this will be the second to last year for CBS's SEC coverage as the package will shift to ESPN in 2024. It's been a great history since around 2000 with sideline reporters on the SEC and CBS. We've had Jill Arrington. We had Tracy Wolfson for the longest. Allie LaForce and now Jamie Erdahl. Best of luck to her moving on to bigger and better things. Let's get to some recruiting news across the conference. Alabama, they picked up a big offensive lineman, a four-star offensive lineman by the name of Wilkin Formby. He is from the state of Alabama, but had offers from Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Tennessee. And on Tuesday morning, he announced he was staying home, revealing his commitment to the hometown Crimson Tide. He is the number 10 offensive tackle in the class of 2023. Alabama now has five players in their 2023 class, which ranks 35th in the nation. Meanwhile, Arkansas, they picked up commitments for their class back-to-back days on Sunday. Uh, the Razorbacks picked up a safety, and then they added a lineman commit on Monday. Ian Giffard pledged to Oak, uh, Arkansas on Monday from the state of Georgia. He's listed at six foot six, 350 pounds. Rated a three-star, the number 97 recruit out of the state of Georgia. Currently had a, has a 14 scholarship offers, including from Auburn and Mississippi State. But that gives Arkansas 14 players so far. Meanwhile, over at Georgia, linebacker C.J. Allen staying at home in the state of Georgia as he committed to the Bulldogs this week. Four-star linebacker from Lamar County. Planned to make his commitment on July 9th, but tweeted his decision out on Monday. Six foot one, 217 pounds. The number 167 overall prospect, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Rivals uh, does rate him the number 50 player in the state of Georgia. So, good pickup there for Kirby. And over in Florida, Billy Napier. Continuing to add to his 2023 recruiting class. He picked up a commitment from four-star edge rusher Isaiah Nixon out of the state of Florida. Six foot four, 215 pounds. He announced his commitment on Twitter. Number 26 edge rusher in the 2023 class. The Gators now have seven players in their class. There was a guy that Tennessee was hot on the trail after Carnell Tate, a five-star wide receiver out of IMG Academy. On Monday, he announced his commitment to the Ohio State Buckeyes over the likes of Tennessee and LSU, but uh, can't really deny with what the uh, Buckeyes have been doing with wide receivers as of late. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both went in the first round this past year, and if you want to give them credit for also Jamison Williams, who started his career at Ohio State before he transferred to Alabama and became a first-round pick as well. LSU basketball, they're entering year one under Matt McMahon, and uh, they will start their season off next year in the Cayman Islands Classic. We held from November 21st through November 23rd. According to John Rothstein, 
The Tigers will open the season with Illinois State. Other schools in that tournament include Western Kentucky, Akron, Nevada, Tulane, Kansas State, and Rhode Island. LSU might have the most talented team of that group that's in that tournament, so we'll see what they are able to do. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. When we return, we'll talk about the CBS Sports article rating the best college football quarterback rooms, and I'll tell you why I have a little bit of an issue with the article. That is coming your way next. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you about our friends over at Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with new amazing flavors. Well, this time, they've outdone themselves. The Mud Pie flavor. It is uh, for the first time, they got the Mud Pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. If you're not sure what Mud Pie tastes like, well, if you're a chocolate fan, uh, the Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate topped with cookies and cream crumble. I've tried it. It is absolutely delicious. You have no idea what you're eating is actually good for you. It's 150 calories, only 8 grams of sugar, packed with 16 grams of protein. They are awesome. And like all Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Go check them out right now. Go to Built.com. Make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order when you order them. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off at Built.com. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling and head on over to Built.com. Order your box of Mud Pie Bars or Mud Pie Puffs. You will not regret it. along here locked on sec and want to remind you guys one live nba draft show is not enough for locked on the entire nba channel is going live on nba draft night so if you have a favorite nba team make sure you subscribe now to their locked on youtube channel so you get notified when they go live on nba draft night gonna be fun jabari smith maybe going number one overall out of uh auburn you're gonna have shaden sharp going very high out of Kentucky, not really out of Kentucky because he didn't play for Kentucky, but he sat on the bench and watched a lot of Kentucky games. So, uh, But some other guys, Tari Eason from LSU expected to go. Tennessee's got a couple guys. I mean, it's going to be a lot of SEC guys expected to go in this NBA draft, so going to be a lot of fun to check that out. All right, I wanted to dip into this. CBS Sports has kind of been doing uh, little collections of rankings, ranking different position groups in the best rooms if you will, around the country. And they started with, uh, the, or this week, they had the college football best quarterback rooms in the country. Now, they didn't run through every team, but they did highlight certain ones, and there was a couple of SEC teams that ranked in their top five. So I figured we'd run through it a little bit, but I'll tell you why I kind of have an issue with this. We'll start with their number one ranking. They have Alabama ranked number one. And here's their reasoning. They list the quarterbacks. The quarterback room includes Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, Jalen Milrow, and Ty Simpson. And their write-up on CBS Sports says, if you bring back the Heisman-winning quarterback and former top 100 recruit recruits, it earns you a spot on the top of this list. Bryce Young was sensational in his first season as a starter, completed 66% of his passes for 4,800 yards, 47 touchdowns. He threw for more than 300 yards 10 times, including a 369-yard performance in the college football playoff national championship. Uh and 421 yards and three scores in the SEC title game. The bet, the depth behind Bryce Young is green, but Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson were among the most pursued players in the nation. If Simpson and Milrow are good enough for Nick Saban, we trust them. I get the reasoning, right? Bryce Young is the Heisman Trophy winner. 
But if we're talking about best quarterback rooms, I've got to value guys who've had experience, been there, done that. Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson have not done anything in their college careers. And I get the reasoning. They're saying, well, those guys are highly touted and recruited and all that. But what did we see in the national championship game when the seasoned guys at wide receiver went down? Like, you know, when they didn't have uh, Jameson Williams in there or, you know, after losing John Mechie in the SEC title game. Those young receivers look green. If Bryce Young goes down early in this season for Alabama, they are in trouble. And they are most likely losing a game or two or three along the way. Because, no offense, I like Jalen Milrow. I like Ty Simpson. I think they can be successful down the road. But experience matters. So I just have a hard time saying Alabama has the best quarterback room in the SEC, or in the country. Look, Bryce Young is arguably the best quarterback in the country himself. But that doesn't make the room the best in the country. So that's where I kind of have an issue with this argument. But let me run through a couple more. Uh, number four in their rankings, they list the Georgia Bulldogs. And, of course, it includes Stetson Bennett, Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff, and Gunnar Stockton. It says, for all the talk of his limitations, Stetson Bennett ended last year ranking number two in the SEC in QB rating, number four in passing touchdowns, number five in yards passing, and number one in yards per attempt. He was highly efficient and made big-time plays in the national championship game to give the Dogs their first ring since 1980. The room behind him is unproven but very talented. Brock Vandergriff was a five-star. Carson Beck is entering his third year with the group. Gunnar Stockton is another blue-chip recruit, providing valuable de- depth. We'd like to see a little more experience from the backup group, but Bennett is a good quarterback. Again, Stetson Bennett proven. He's got a lot of skins on the wall. The other guys have not done anything. I know they're highly touted, but I just feel like to rate a group high, I've got to have skins on the wall from the group collectively. And here's where uh, uh, my reasoning comes into play a little bit. Number five, they've got the LSU Tigers as the fifth best quarterback room in the country. Of course, you have Miles Brennan, six-year senior, Jaden Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, Walker Howard. CBS Sports says the Tigers don't have a proven starter after losing top passer Max Johnson to the transfer portal. Ended up at A&M. But the collection of signal callers currently at Baton Rouge ranks among the deepest in the nation. LSU adds former Arizona State starter Jaden Daniels, who posted more than 3,000 yards of total offense last year. Miles Brennan returns after missing most of the last two seasons with injury. Down the pipe, Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard have the tools to compete. New OC Mike Dembrock will have a selection of a dynamic, diverse group of passers in his first season. The ceiling depends on whether any of the four jump up and take the job. Look, Miles Brennan has had his, you know, starts. He has spot star, uh, spot duty cleanup duty several years ago behind Joe Burrow. A little bit of experience. Then he got an opportunity to be the starter going into 2019. Started a couple games before he got hurt. Uh, Had a couple 300-yard games in that mix. Looked good as a passer. Um, Two years ago, looked okay. And then last year, ends up getting hurt before the season misses the entire year. Garrett Nussmeyer got into a couple of games last year as well and, in fact, uh, turned some heads this spring. And a lot of people thought maybe he has a chance to earn that starting job. Still might. But I value those guys. Jaden Daniels has something like 30 starts under his belt at Arizona State. I value this group as a room. Again, this is what we're ranking. Quarterback rooms because these guys all have a lot of playing experience. And I feel like 
if you had if LSU had to throw Jaden Daniels out there to start a game this year, if he was the backup, I think he could get the job done because he's got experience. He won't the moment won't be too big to, for him. And again, not saying that wouldn't happen for a Brock Vandergriff or Jalen Milrow. But again, those guys have not had, you know, barely any experience on a college football field. And then lastly, the CBS Sports article in their honorable mention category, they list the Texas A&M Aggies. And again, much like LSU, I would put the Aggies in this category. They say the Aggies had bad quarterback play last year, but added proven SEC starter Max Johnson and number two national quarterback recruit Connor Wegman next to opening day starter Haynes King. With this much depth, contending for the conference is the expectation. Haynes King earned that starting job last year for the Aggies. Started a couple games before he ended up having the season-ending injury. But helped coach or uh, be the extra eyes and ears with Zach Calzada on the sideline. Was very involved still with the game-to-game game planning and all that kind of stuff. And was even a, a chance, you know, they thought he could come back towards the end of last year, but never did. Well, you combine that with Max Johnson, who was basically LSU's starter for the last year plus. It's a lot of experience there. Again, I value the quarterback room there instead of just one guy. And let me just clarify this just so we're absolutely clear. If you're asking me, would I rather LSU's quarterback room or Bryce Young alone, I'm taking Bryce Young. If you're asking me if I'd rather... A&M's quarterback room collectively or Stetson Bennett, I'm taking Stetson Bennett. But again, I just say all this to say what's behind Bryce Young at Alabama and what's behind Stetson Bennett at Georgia, a lot of guys that recruiting services rank very high, but we haven't seen them play. I've seen Jaden Daniels play. I've seen Miles Brennan play. I've seen a couple of games of Haynes King, and I've seen a lot of games of Max Johnson. All those guys have played a lot of college football. So collectively, I would just say I think they deserve a little more respect as a quarterback room if that's what we were doing. And that's what the task was at hand for CBS Sports to rank the best college football rooms. Again, off my soapbox, this is the content you get in June and July. We'll have plenty to discuss more with the quarterbacks in the SEC as the summer rolls along. All right, thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we got to recap what happened uh, the past couple days in Omaha. we got three SEC teams remaining in the College World Series. We'll run through all that in just a second. Locked on SEC rolls along here. Right along here, locked on SEC, and it's been a lot of fun watching the uh, College World Series, having a lot of SEC teams uh, out there. Look, we've had our fair share of the Oregon States and the Arizonas and Coastal Carolina, but man, it's a lot of fun when the SEC teams are out there because they're deep, they're talented, and it's fun, man. And uh, so first up, we got to give congrats, go out to Jim Schlossnagel, and the Texas A&M baseball team as they eliminated Notre Dame yesterday, winning 5-1 to one in an elimination game four days after taking the College World Series opening loss. and a pitcher Nathan Detmer was lights out for the Aggies, earning the win yesterday. He threw seven blank frames, scattering three hits with one hit batter while striking out six. He threw first pitch strikes to 21 
of the 26 batters he faced. And it marked the fourth time in uh, this season that Detmer worked at least six innings without giving up a walk. Nathan Detmer became the first Aggie pitcher to go seven scoreless innings in a College World Series game. So really, really good what Nathan Detmer did yesterday for the Aggies. Jim Schlossnagel, he becomes just the fourth coach to log multiple College World Series wins at multiple schools. Quite an accomplishment after all those years at TCU, taking them to Omaha several times. And now he's got AM there on the brink of trying to get to a College World Series final. The Aggies, they will get a rematch with Oklahoma today in the semifinals, fighting for a chance to go to the College World Series final. Of course, Oklahoma beat AM last Friday 13 8. AM, of course, they have to win this one to force an if necessary game on Thursday. So they got to win twice, uh, beat Oklahoma twice to get there. It's not crazy, though, not impossible. They, they can do it. But what a run it has been for Texas AM. It has been uh, a lot of fun to watch this group. And again, if you missed our interview with Jim Schlossnagel before the season, he was, uh, <laughs> he was talking about how this group was, you know, he's got to build this thing up, build this program up. And here they are on the brink of. Possibly playing for a College World Series final. Unbelievable. Also last night, Arkansas, they eliminated Auburn. Beating them down. Eliminating Auburn 11-1 as the Razorbacks advance for a rematch with Ole Miss in the semifinals. Arkansas's Will McIntyre was outstanding. Going seven innings, allowing just one run off three hits with nine strikeouts. Pretty darn impressive by Will McIntyre, the big number 41. Uh, Michael Turner and Chris Lanzilli both drove in three runs each. And the Razorbacks, they have a date with the Rebels in the College World Series semifinals. Bobby Pierce, he had a late home run for Auburn, but the deficit was too much to overcome. Mason Barnett, he lasted just two and two-third innings, giving up four runs off four hits for Auburn. Heck of a run for Butch Thompson's bunch, though. Stumbled into the postseason. Remember, they... Uh, had that series loss at Kentucky, and then they went one and done in the SEC tournament, losing to Kentucky again. But now we know at least one SEC team is going to play for a College World Series title. As Ole Miss will take on Arkansas, while AM will play Oklahoma. The SEC, they have had a representative in 12 of the last 13 College World Series finals. So, I mean... Now that we're telling you that one is going to play this year, make that 13 of the last 14, including this year. 13 of the last 14 years an SEC team has played for a championship of Omaha. That is unfriggin' believable. We even had a couple, you know, we've had LSU played Florida back several years ago. Two SEC teams in there. So do we get that again this year? We had it in football, Georgia and Alabama. A&M can somehow pull off an upset of Oklahoma. We will have SEC on SEC in the College World Series final. But unbelievable. It's been a lot of fun to watch and a lot of really good SEC players putting on a show. Sonny DeShera, of course, had a uh, great, great, absolute great year this year for Auburn. We know he was named co-SEC Player of the Year with Dylan Cruz at LSU and uh, really, really uh, great for that young man. And, um, you know, there are guys out there who – like me, look like Sonny DeShera, who root for uh, a guy like that and his superb athleticism, carried a couple extra LBs. Congrats to uh, 
uh, all the SEC teams having great success out in Omaha. That is just about going to do it for this edition of the Locked on SEC podcast. First picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. Get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked on NBA Big Board. Five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Again, thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen. We'll talk to you guys later this week with some great stuff coming up next week you do not want to miss. Make sure you subscribe, uh, follow us on uh, YouTube, and make sure you, uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. We've got some great, great stuff. And then follow us on social media. I'm at Chris Gordy. The show is locked on SEC. And uh, we got some really, really good content coming up next week. You guys don't want to miss it. Call that a tease. We'll talk to you guys down the road here on Locked on SEC.